Welcome to Arts Forward MKE, a new podcast out of the Imagine MKE podcast shop. I'm Lindsay Sheridan, your host and director of marketing and PR at Imagine MKE. Each week on the show, I'll sit down with an artist or arts administrator in Milwaukee and dive deep into their story, asking them about their Milwaukee origin, their early memories that sparked a love of the arts, their current work, and their vision for the future of the city. Please be sure to subscribe to hear new episodes each Thursday. On today's episode, I speak with artist Ken Brown. A quick note, the first several episodes of this series, including this one, were recorded before the pandemic, so that's why you won't hear any mention of its impact. Thank you for listening, and please enjoy. Hi, I'm Lindsay, Director of Marketing and PR with Imagine MKE, and I'm here today with artist Ken Brown. Ken, thank you so much for being here. Lindsay, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Imagine MKE is an amazing organization, and I'm uh, really happy to be here. Well, I'm really happy to have you here and to, to share more of your story with our audience. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to start our interview with a question that I've started all of these with uh, to set the tone. So... Do you remember a time early in life that you experienced art in a way that impacted you deeply, that stuck with you? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, My beginnings of art, my uh, love for art really stems from my mother. Uh, My first experience with art comes from her. She is such an amazing woman, so creative. Um, Just remembering being a child and watching her make clothes. She's a seamstress and she can crochet mm-hmm. and makes all of these things. And then being a young guy, you know, you don't think about it at the time. You know, you walk through the room and you see her on the floor or on the table with her fabric spread out and the, the patterns on top and she's cutting and she's sewing and you, you hear the, the hum of the, the sewing machine. It's, you know, you, it's your life. It's your world. You see it every day. So you don't really think that and it's an spectacular experience until you get older. Mm-hmm. But that was my first time, seeing her be creative, seeing her make something out of nothing. And um, she can turn a piece of fabric into a coat, a garment, a hat, you name mm-hmm. it. And so being in that environment as a young person really did deepen my appreciation for art. Another time uh, was when she decided to give the bathroom a pop of color. And I think I may have been seven or eight at the time. And she decided to paint a butterfly on the shade in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I stood and watched her. Her hand danced so gracefully across this canvas. And a few moments later, a butterfly emerged. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was just an amazing experience just to watch. And she laughed and it was just free flowing. Her hand just... It was just effortless. She, she was an artist. She is an artist in her own right. Mm. And that was another time that was very special to me. And it, it's stayed in my mind this whole time. Here I am, an adult, um, and never forgot. It's almost like it was yesterday mm. that I was there with her in the bathroom watching her paint this butterfly. And I can recreate the same exact butterfly. It's like etched in my mind. Wow. I could totally yeah. just redo this thing. It's a beautiful butterfly. I have little tails at the bottom and mm. the little antennas and everything. Um, one other thing that she did for me, it was my birthday. And she bought for me, uh, it's called like an art spin. I think it's called a, a art and spin. I forget the name of it, but it's a, <laughs> a 
it's a contraption or a yeah. device and piece of equipment that you set the paper on top, you turn the machine on, and it spins around, and then you, you uh, drop the paint on top, and it creates a swirl effect. And it's like a, it's like a, I don't know, like some type of swirly, um, the texture is there, mm-hmm. the... You can combine colors, add colors, and it's just amazing. So I used up the colors in probably two days. So I'm sure those manufacturers thought it would probably last a few weeks. Yeah. But I was out of paint in two days. I loved the uh, machine. I think it's called Art and Spin or something of that nature. Mm. And she definitely was my first experience of art. One other thing she did that I remember is when she would want to express something or explain something to me. Um, she would talk to me sometime, you know, like uh, any other parent would. She would talk to me about the situation, about the occurrence, or she would get a sheet of paper, mm. and she would draw everything I need to see. This is the person right here. This is where they went. This mm-hmm. is the house. So she would r- literally illustrate mm-hmm the lesson or the message that she wanted me to understand. And by the time she got done drawing that picture, I understood fully and clearly. Mm -hmm. And I still have these pictures in my mind that she's drawn to explain things. And she was just so creative as as an amazing mother to us. I I have two brothers and one sister, so there's Mm -hmm. four of us. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, she really set that foundation for me to uh, embrace art the way I do. That's wonderful. Do you think that that way of of explaining the world to you influences how you serve as a teacher now? Uh, Definitely. um, Heavily influenced by that. Just her free-flowing, easygoing, lighthearted, fun um, atmosphere and attitude that she had just made made the art easy to do. You Mm -hmm. know, it wasn't a chore. And I believe education and young people are at the pinnacle. It's premier. It is so important, so crucial, so critical to provide um, these learning spaces for our young people mm-hmm. to emerge as these creative, imaginative, awesome, amazing human beings that they are and are destined to be. And as an educator, I do have a toolkit um, that I have at my repertoire that I use many things to get kids engaged, have, make them, um, help them to see um, that they can create, that they can do it. And a lot of times it's just getting over that back, that background or that, um, uh, what would you say, getting over just that hump of just believing yourself. Mm-hmm. You can do it. Um, I've had a few students who they see an art project and it's like, oh, I can't do that. And I tell them, look, the word can't, mm-hmm. it's not in your vocabulary. The only thing that separates can't from can't, it's a letter T. Mm-hmm. Just remove that T. You can do it. And when you show them these tools, you show them the, the process, you show them the steps, um, like the grid technique. I'm really, um, I like to show students the grid technique because they can mm-hmm. pretty much draw anything with great accuracy using uh, one step at a time, one box at a time. And that's more than just art. That's a lesson of life. Sometimes we have to take life one step at a time, one box at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't always have to look at the huge, big, you know, monument, you know, monumental picture, but take it one step at a time, mm-hmm. one day at a time. And students, they gravitate toward that. They 
appreciate lessons like that. Mm-hmm. So all these wonderful stories of being brought up in a creative household, we're here in Milwaukee. Tell us more about your Milwaukee origin story, about the path that, that led you to college in Kentucky and what mm-hmm. drew you back here. Oh, wow. It's a lot okay. of... A lot of well, ground to cover. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's great, great question. I um, I went to school. I went to Rufus King High School, and if you were to look in my Rufus King yearbook, you will see people writing things like, "Oh, see you at Whitewater, see you in UW Whitewater, have a great time," and all this because I got accepted. I had a scholarship. I thought I was going. Mm-hmm. Um, got word that there was a college tour coming up, like a black college tour. HBCUs um, and I said hey let me go on this college tour I took an ACT test while I was there I scored a, like a 23 on the test they gave me a presidential scholarship to Kentucky State University and I said oh I'm not going to Whitewater I was going to go for computers yeah oh and I ended up um, choosing Kentucky State University and majoring in business administration mm-hmm. with a specialization in management. And the art class I took, I thought I would be able to draw. I was like a sophomore. I took this class. I needed art. I needed some type of elective. Sure, yeah. I took art. I'm going to draw. I'm going to learn how to draw. Okay, it's <laughs> going to be great. It was definitions, <laughs> iconography, and all this. these terms are still spinning around in my head. Um, but it was a fun class. But the only art I did was in my notebook, in the margins, <laughs> and on the back of the my notebook. Um, <laughs> it was a great class. I learned a lot. Um, so graduated, and I had applied to some other cities to work, and those applications didn't um, didn't fall through as as accordingly as planned. Mm-hmm. So hey, I'm coming back home. So mm-hmm. I'm back home, mm-hmm. and I end up uh, working. I was security guard for a while. Mm-hmm. I was mall security mm. for Bayshore Mall. <laughs> there I was. Wow. I worked at 3M. I was a acquisition account representative. It's a fancy word. Oof. I was like supporting the sales staff, helping them under, you know, helping them find leads and mm-hmm. things of that nature. From there, I was a probation officer mm. for a while. I was in a unit helping to keep the city safe and helping to do my part and make the community um, come alive. And I got a call that a friend of mine who had a school. Okay, one of the teachers sprang their leg. They're playing basketball, and we need a teacher back. Can you please take this position, take this role, take over his class for the rest of the year? Mm. And I was at a point in the decision I had to make that choice. Uh, do I stay here with this, you know, with the benefits of this job and, the, you know, doing this work, or should I take another career path? So I talked to my mom, you know, she gave me some counsel and advice and I took the job at the school mm-hmm. so that is what started me on a teaching path and from there I've been teaching ever since um, I started off teaching history science oh I t- pretty much taught everything wow. um, but I settled on art that's mm-hmm. pretty much what I became is the art teacher mm. So you dove in and you explored all these different specialties, but art was the one that really stuck. What is it that uh, to you feels so important to have art as a tool for for teaching youth really important life oh. lessons? Oh, there's so many reasons why art is 
So, so important. Um, so many reasons. Kids, for one, they, they're, they're imaginative. They have this imagination, this beautiful creativity. I mean, you can have a room and a few chairs. They line the chairs up, and now we're on a bus, okay? And get on this bus, we're going to go here, and I'm the driver. And they're really on that bus. You know, their mm-hmm. imagination can mm-hmm. just really run free. And just seeing them operate in that freedom, in that capacity, is very heartwarming to see that. And just to be at a position to equip them to take it further, take it a step further. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just really empower and enlighten what they already have inside of them, which is creativity, which is um, an imagination. And that's something that sometimes adults, I don't know what happens, we <laughs> sometimes will lose it, but we need to get it back too. Mm-hmm. Art is therapeutic. Mm-hmm. It is It is largely therapeutic. Um, I mean, there are... Medical studies that show that art can reduce stress. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't need that? Yeah, art is right? calming. <laughs> you know, everyone, yeah. yes. They say that art, uh, it's like meditation. It's like a form of meditation. Art uh, helps to socialize us. It helps to keep us in social and atmosphere. It gives us positivity. Um, there's so many reasons why art is important to us. It can do so much, and I think it would be a disservice not to engage art to the fullest of its capacity, mm-hmm. what it can do to change our life, change our world, change the city, um, change how we view each other, mm-hmm. change how we view this world, and if it's colors that we can add, if it's a line, if it's a shape, what does it mean? So art really helps us to think a little deeper. And uh, kids are at the point where they, you know, it's the formative years. They're forming a lot of their, um, you know, opinions and their character, and they're developing their mind and the way they think, how they think. And if we can get them to think creatively, think colorfully, keep your imagination alive, believe mm-hmm. in yourself, mm-hmm. we're really setting them up for a super bright future. Mm-hmm. So art has, art is like, superpower okay mm-hmm. <laughs> art and creativity are superpowers imagination that is your superpower when you have those things there's really not much you cannot achieve there's really nothing you can't achieve mm-hmm. with with that i want to pick up on something you said about art as meditative and learn a little bit more about your particular style as an artist um I, I think your mosaic and stained glass style is so stunningly beautiful. Um, at first glance, you get kind of overwhelmed by color and pattern, and then the shapes within the piece start to emerge, and you uh. see what story is being told. And it really does evoke this sense that art itself or the story portrayed in your art is meditative, is spiritual, is sacred. How did you, how did the style for you emerge? (laughs) Tell us more. I have a story for everything, right? (laughs) Okay, so I do like the thrift store shop. I love those secondhand places. You can find so many treasures. I have found some serious treasures in my time here. And um, it was one time I found a vase. It was a crackled vase. It had these cracks in it, these lines. And it was on the counter, uh, just sitting there. I walked up, as I usually do. But this vase caught my attention. So I stopped to take a look. And the lines, there's something with these cracks. And the Mm. lines, they became other things. My imagination Mm. 
came alive. I could see people. I could see places and things just emerge. And the lady at the counter, uh, she's like, sir, are you going to buy the vase? I was literally <laughs> looking at this vase probably 10 minutes or more. And, she, and I said, yes, ma'am, I would love this vase. Please <laughs> ring it up. And I still have it. Mm. And so I took it home. And I studied it. I said, you know what? I wonder if I could do something like this. If I can mm. do some lines and get some shapes. And so I started mm-hmm. to, to really imitate this vase, um, to really try to see if I can bring this to life on canvas. And I started with that. And my first piece is, you can tell how my style style has emerged mm. over time because the first couple um, portraits I painted looked pretty much just like that vase, <laughs> like real cracks. There's no, you know, it's just kind of blurry and the lines weren't really coming together. But after about 10 of those, my style started to change, you know, it started to emerge and the lines got bolder. They got more defined and then other things started to come up. So that is literally how I started with this whole stained glass Mm -hmm. mosaic style movement that I have. Mm -hmm. It was at the thrift store. And if I would have got there maybe a day later, you know, who knows? Maybe someone else would have bought it. Yeah. And I might not even be here. I don't know. That was a moment that really changed the trajectory of my entire life, I believe. Mm -hmm. So that was uh, so nice to have. (laughs) I still have it. (laughs) <laughs> oh, what a cool example of just feeling like you've been in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. And how that could happen truly anywhere on a day you didn't expect it at the thrift store, right? <laughs> at the day you didn't expect it. And I think we should all be open to those moments. You know, you don't know always when it might come or you know when it might arrive, but that's why I don't get bent out of shape if, let's say, if a person is driving too slow or if I'm mm-hmm. running late or... I'm getting held back. Maybe I'm being held uh, back from an accident. Maybe there's something, maybe there's a reason why. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like if you're open to let that light shine into your life, into your heart, just the goodness and believing that good will come to you, if you embrace that, I think the path is set and things will come your way. You will have those moments that you're in the right place at the right time. Mm-hmm. We don't all have all the answers, but if we just live and walk in a way that keeps us open to that positivity, I think it will come. Mm-hmm. I know it will come. Mm-hmm. So this, your style of, of art has taken on many forms, on, on canvases, on sides of buildings, um, and in fact, the space where we were able to capture some photos and video of you for this project was at one of those murals. And to see uh, neighbors of yours, I don't know if they were neighbors you actually already knew or just just people that uh, were thrilled to be walking by your art that day, to see the light that that brought to them was really, really wonderful. Um, so I'm curious if you can share a little bit more with us about how you came to be doing mural work and uh what potential you think uh, infusing art into uh, neighborhoods in that form can can do? Oh, definitely. Um, murals to me are very special. Um, I can paint a picture on a sheet of paper or cardboard or piece of wood and tuck it away at home, and no one sees it. You know, I might discover it later, weeks or months later. A mural in a public space, it is um, an experience that 
I treasure forever. It is so special to to receive that love from the community. Hey, we really appreciate you here. We we you know, we love this community. We need some color. We needed this. You know, mm-hmm. people are coming up to me telling me that they appreciate the color, the vibrance that I was able to bring to my own neighborhood, actually, too, because I lived mm. uh, not even two, maybe two minutes away from that mural that you're um, you know, mentioning. And to see people who I may not have known before come up to me, shake my hand. They were stopping, they were blowing their horn and waving, you know. And it's just a great response just to see that involvement mm. and be able to um, leave something in a community that they treasure. Uh, mm-hmm. And it just makes me even more serious about designing a mural that people will embrace, that they can identify with something that they can say, hey, these figures are like, are they floating or are they flying? Or, you know, it raises more questions than answers sometimes. Mm, But mm -hmm. um, I think each of us has our own interpretation of art and how I got into murals, mm-hmm. I've done a few before. They were just like in a school, like the administration will they find out, oh, he can draw. So, hey, the, the bathroom's terrible. Could you go in there <laughs> and paint a mural? Yeah. I don't even think they called it a mural. Just paint the bathroom. Just, just make <laughs> it better. <laughs> make it better, <laughs> yeah. you know. And so I got to start early, early on. But I think the larger portraits, the better. I, I just, something about the scale and, and your heart just opens up, your mind, your vision opens up because you have to um, fill that space. And it has to, for me, it has to feel right. Mm-hmm. I'm one of those artists where I know when I'm done because I get that feeling. Mm-hmm. And if I don't get that feeling, whatever that feeling is, I know I have to keep working on it, mm-hmm. still some more to add. But as an artist, usually most artists, my artist friends, we know when a piece is complete. There's just a, a settling you get in your heart, in your mind that you know. Mm-hmm. Not to say you can't go back to some pieces, because I do that too, but um, just the completion of the work and the conversations that generate are important too. Mm-hmm. And how it connects people um, conversationally, just it opens a lot of doors, a lot of windows. Mm-hmm. It's like a bridge almost too. A bridge is a space where maybe there wasn't a bridge before. Maybe there wasn't an opportunity to have these conversations or this dialogue in this space until you know, until then, in, in that moment. Mm-hmm. To continue on that a bit, um, I'm interested in your thoughts about how, how artists are already woven into the civic fabric of our city and how they can be better positioned in in conversations and at tables related to moving moving Milwaukee forward moving Milwaukee forward yes um there are so many artists so many undiscovered talented artists um like let's say if there's an art show and if I'm going to be showing some work and if I get a call and they say hey you know do you have uh do you know any artists that may be interested I always try to find those artists who uh, maybe have never done an art show before, you know, maybe haven't, but always wanted to. Some people just need that push. Like, you can do it. Yeah, get your work out. Get a few pieces together. 
Because that's where I started. Somebody gave me a chance. Mm -hmm. If they never gave me a chance at the school, just give them a chance. They gave me a chance and it worked out. Mm -hmm. So I think embracing art and talent across the board, young, middle-aged, older, senior, silver citizens, us all, we're so talented as a population. And that's why I do like to see the artist calls that come out. I like to see the things of that nature that really do um, bring people out. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to continue that work, to continue to provide these opportunities for artists to thrive. Mm -hmm. um, you know, artists need paid positions. You know, it's, it's cool to ask an artist to do something, but hey, is there something in the budget mm -hmm. that you can um, help to make this artist's cost, make their quality of life, quality of living better? Um, I'm always an advocate of that, of compensating an artist for their work, for their time, for their talent, for their treasure. Because um, they deserve it. They deserve it for the impact that they have on the community, on this world as well, and definitely on the city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. I think the civically, the city is um, definitely on the rise in terms of art. You hear more artist calls than ever. There's more mural jobs coming. I think I just applied for like two. There's a couple more I'm supposed to be applying for. So there's opportunities coming up. I think it's great that the city itself and the government, municipal government, city officials are embracing this movement. Mm -hmm. That is huge to me because that shows the impact and that it is far-reaching and that people do realize art does relieve stress. It does um, relieve depression. It does give people positive thoughts. It does help people to meditate, to think clearly. It does help young children to process their feelings and emotions. It helps them in other areas um, helps their creativity, imagination. Art is it's really life. It's really just life in general. Art, it's just an amazing thing that I believe it's a treasure mm -hmm. on this earth that we are put on this earth to be enriched by the treasure of art, not just for ourselves, but to share it with each other. Do you think Milwaukee's community of artists' greatest strengths are? What makes, what maybe makes us uniquely Milwaukee? Oh, Milwaukee, uh, uniquely Milwaukee. I like that as a title. It sounds nice. Um, we are unique as a city. The artists here are tight knit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the artists here in Milwaukee, it's like a family. Mm -hmm. I've been in the art world as I say for quite some time and in that time I have developed and built some really special relationships with other artists several other artists and it's tight-knit we're a family we're definitely a family there's a lot of love in the art community I could start naming names and I could I have a list I could name some <laughs> artists here that I, I'm not going to do that but the artists here that make in this city our tight-knit family. We care about each other. We work together. If there's an art show, we call each other. Um, I call people, hey, did you hear about this show? Um, there's an opportunity. There's other artists, they always send out for the email when there's an opportunity. So we know mm -hmm. each other and who we are 
and as a group, um, definitely there's a lot of solidarity. Um, there's been some events that an artist might have an art show at their home, and then we all go hang out at their place, and it's yeah. cool because, hey, this is where you live. You know, I'm even thinking about having something at my place, which I have to clean it up a little <laughs> bit. You know, it's one of those art studio yeah, yeah. homes, but I want to do that as well because it's in those relationships that we learn more about ourselves. You know, we're not on an island alone. We're not in some vacuum, but we're here together to make this life, make this experience, make this city, make Milwaukee better, mm-hmm. make it mm-hmm. make it more colorful, make it more vibrant, make it more exciting, make it something that we can pass on to our children and future generations. Mm-hmm. We know you right now through this lens of your visual art practice and teaching, but you don't just make visual art, right? Tell us more. Oh, yes. There is so much more than visual art. And I would have to attribute that to my wonderful dad and my mom because I come from an art family and both sides. The aunts, the uncles, the nieces, the nephews all can draw. They're either doing computer animation, sketching, interior design, graphic design. I have a niece who's into acting, so I have a really serious art family. Mm-hmm. Brown family, the Marshalls, the Masseys, we um, are our art family. So me, I got a dose from every direction. <laughs> I write poetry. I love to be able to paint a picture with words, something about a good book or a good story that really takes you away, it sweeps you into the moment, into a place. If your imagination will let you, and mine definitely allows me to do so, Um, So I love poetry. I love to be able to freestyle and just being open to not knowing that you, you know, being, I'll say, being okay with not knowing what your next line will be. If I just have the first line, I'm good. And a lot of times that's just like life. They say the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. So if you just write down that first line, get past that first hump, Start that business. Maybe it's just doing the business plan. Whatever that first step is for you. For me, it's the first line. If I can get that first line, or if you give me a topic. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends could tell you, oh, yeah, he's asked me to do that. Give me a topic. I want to write something. They give me a topic, and I write this really amazing piece. Like, whoa, I wouldn't have written it without your topic, without you. Mm-hmm. And so that sort of kind of joins two people into that work, into that space, and into that art. Also, music. I yeah. can play keyboard. Um, never had a lesson. It yeah. just sort of comes from ear. Yeah. Um, love to compose. I love to write music. And I might have maybe 20 or more songs that no one's heard that I might need Ooh, to you're express gonna take them one out day. On, on the road somewhere, huh? One day. One maybe, day. <laughs> maybe I'll be that masked man in the art show doing the live music. Like, who is that guy over there playing that music? Oh, is he the artist? Oh, what's going on? <laughs> so yeah, I love music, love the keyboard, um, poetry, and I also love to sculpt. Mm. 3D sculptures. I have too many sculptures at my house need a gallery space or something because the walls are closing in. I have a special process of how to make sculptures out of cement, oh. out of mortar. And um, I have a way that 
and I do it. I build the structure and I rap and I do all this stuff, but it's fun. It's therapeutic. I love doing I haven't done one in so long, but I really miss it. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back into sculpting. Mm-hmm. So in addition to vi- visual art and the 2D paintings and artwork of that nature, murals and such, I also like poetry, music, and um, sculpting. So wonderful to hear more about all of your creative practices. And sounds like when you're ready to have uh, that open house oh, <laughs> where you invite artists <laughs> over, you're going to, oh, yeah. oh, what an immersive experience of all your sculptures yeah. and your music. And yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, that's how I feel. I mean, art is not just one form. It's f- many forms. I believe it's when we embrace the different forms, that's when we really feel the essence of what art really is and what art is really meant to be. In in that spirit, I'm going to close with a question that celebrates the abundance of, of all this amazing art creating we have here and invite you to tell us about something that you want to celebrate or lift up in Milwaukee's arts and culture scene right now. It could be a person, a place, oh. whatever you want to shout out. Milwaukee arts and culture scene wow we have a cultural scene that is on the rise Um, other cities have their art sector and their art uh, engagements and i feel like i would like to celebrate each and every artist young and old of all colors, all creeds, all backgrounds, all ethnicities, all genders. I want to lift up every artist, whether you're a dancer, whether you're a musician, songwriter, poet, visual artist. Art is supposed to be a part of everything we do. Mm-hmm. If, if I'm sweeping the floor, I shouldn't just sweep the dust around carelessly there should be a movement, a rhythm, a dance <laughs> with the mm-hmm. broom. You know, mm-hmm. be creative with it. If you're doing a meeting, why not add something creative to your meeting? If you have a, a job that is mundane, change it. Make it fun. Make it creative. Make it live. Make it pop. I would like to embrace the cultural scene here and lift up every artist, no matter what they're practice or discipline is, I would like to lift them up by saying, yes, you can do it. You can achieve. You can finish what you started. You can be the best artist that you can be. So many opportunities. And if you don't see an opportunity, hey, why don't you create one? Because you can do it. Mm. What a great uh, what a great message. That's the sound bite that our audience can listen to over and over. It's an <laughs> affirmation that as, as an artist or as, as a creative being in the world that you can infuse creative practice in everything you do everything yeah, yeah. and that's our superpower yes yeah. as people as citizens of milwaukee and yeah yes. what a great sentiment thank you so much for joining me today ken thank you for having me my pleasure
Thanks for listening, folks. Be sure to subscribe by searching Arts Forward MKE on your favorite listening platform or go to imaginemke.org slash podcast. Next week's interview will be with artist Brandon Minga. You won't want to miss it. Special shout out to musician Amanda Huff for the use of her song Caroline's, which you're listening to now. Be well, friends.